We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. Everyone, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is a perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll be able to get your show pushed on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com backslash join. Check out the description box for the episode to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. We are back, second show of the week, time to talk pro wrestling. You guys know how it goes down. Today, we have tons to talk about. NXT in your house, we got to recap that. Have to preview WWE, Hell in the Cell. If you haven't heard with NXT, Samoa Joe is back. If you've been listening to our show, you know that's Dre's favorite wrestler. So I'm sure he has something to say about that. And then, of course, we got to talk about AEW which seems to have gone like super radio silent now that it's moved to Fridays. But we have to talk about what's going on there as well. To start this off, though, Dre, we've heard about all that pro wrestling. We know what's going on. We kept our eye on on everything going on this past weekend, even though it was busy. But somehow, it slipped, just slipped through my fingers. I had no clue that a versus was going down on Wednesday. And it was Eve versus Trina, I turned it on the last one minute, two minutes of the verses, enough to hear Trina say, thank you guys for supporting. Here's a new Trina single. And I said, click, off with that. No, thank you. 
I had no clue it was happening, especially on a Wednesday. I feel like Versus has officially hit the downward slope. Like they, they've reached the top of the bell curve and now they're quickly, quickly going down the other side. Yeah, again, man, we talked about this a few weeks ago. Versus was for when we were stuck in the house and had nowhere to go. And I think, like, we'll talk about this with pro wrestling too. A lot of places got really comfortable with us being at home. And they were like, well, you're at home, so you're just going to watch this shit, right? Some of it was good. Some of it wasn't. Um, everybody during COVID and the pandemic was like, oh, I'm going to binge watch. I'm going to catch up on TV. I did a lot of that. I watched a lot of shit that I wouldn't have gotten a chance to watch because I was at home. So versus one of those things we watched at home. We're not at home anymore. And people are going back to work. I mean, it's not just going outside to play. People have gone back to work. Yep. And you're doing a versus on a Wednesday with uh, Trina and Eve. And look, that's saw some people was like, nobody watched it because it was women. No, it's because the novelty of versus is not there anymore. And it's Wednesday. And it's Trina and Eve. That's, <laughs> I mean, like, let's just be real, man. It's like, not that Trina and Eve are whack. But I couldn't name 20 Trina songs. No, you really got to be from Miami to really name 20 Trina songs. Yeah, 20. I caught the end of um, That Chick's Bad, Ludacris Remix, was track number 20 for Trina. That's all that I saw. I was like, yeah, she had to go deep in the bag for yeah. features. I always think it's a problem if you have to do a verses and a majority of verses is your features on somebody else's song. Yeah, like, I mean, that's most of our features, Trick Daddy song. Right, exactly. But it's like, it's Trina and then there's Eve, right? So there's, you have two versions of Eve. You have Rough Riders Eve, and then you have Aftermath, Let Me Blow Your Mind Eve. Yeah. And it's like, for me, obviously, I like Rough Riders Eve. But I'm not necessarily, like, there's no reason for that battle to even happen in my mind. There's nothing there that was like, man, you know, I wonder what would happen if, Trina and Eve, like, who, who did this? No, Eve it's is like, walking off on her. It's not even a fair fight. But I'm just saying, like, where is the, wh what's the reason for this battle? Like, what is this thing that made you go, oh, man. I've, you know, like, if Brandy and Monica did it, you go, oh, yeah, Brandy and Monica, when they did it, that you get it. DJ Premier and RZA, okay, that makes sense. Trina and Eve, that's yeah. like, let me, <sighs> let me put it in pro wrestling terms. That is like, um... Sammy Callahan versus Otis. <laughs> it's just okay. random as hell. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, there's really no reason for it. But Sammy Callahan and Otis wrestle. People might watch it and be like, oh, I'm interested in this. But for the most part, people go, why? Why is this happening? <laughs> yeah, there's no build. There's, there's no storyline, no nothing. And it's, it's odd because we have Juneteenth on Saturday, which is the day they usually do versus. I understand they were supposed to have Diofimo on Saturday. So they probably were like, yo, as Triller, we can't do that. Let's put it on Wednesday. Diofimo has a weekend. Diofimo no longer has a weekend. But I mean, I guess. But, yeah, you could have had like a Juneteenth themed versus at least. Can I get common and most deaf? I mean, sure. Like something that makes sense. And none of it made sense. It, like it was just weird to see. And Triller, I mean, we'll talk about it more on our boxing MMA show, but they, they got another one coming and they haven't. I mean, they have a few coming, 
but they have recently announced that Oscar De La Hoya and Vitor Belfort are boxing <laughs> in Las Vegas. Belfort and, passed on the fight with the real Tarzan. Yeah, he was like, you know what? He was like, since you postponed this fight, I'll fight Oscar. And here's the funny thing, right? We'll, we'll keep this. We'll talk about this way more next week. Oscar said when he comes back, he's going to fight a top name in boxing. Yep. Vitor Belfort is not a top name in boxing. This, honestly, this could get me in trouble if I was still at the zone. This is cocaine versus TRT. <laughs> it is. Listen, we put it all on the table. We know what this is. We saw the Oscar interview on television. That wasn't a glowing endorsement. And Vitor is ripped again. Yeah, th- there's no way that like, t- Vitor is not on, that, on the juice. No, no. There's no USADA. Mm-mm. So... Yeah, so they're doing this, and the reason why I'm bringing it up is they're doing a versus in Vegas that weekend. And it makes you wonder, like, well, it's kind of – it's Mexican Independence Day is the week after that, which is Canelo's weekend. Yep. And you wonder if they're doing a versus, like, all right, it's in Vegas. It's heading into Canelo week, but Oscar's coming back. What kind of versus are we about to be in for? I mean – I don't know any Mexican artists, to be fair. And, like, that's just being honest. Like, who are you going to put on for Mexican Independence Day? I mean, it's kind I of mean, slap in the face if you just put any Spanish person on there. Like, you can't just throw fucking Daddy Yankee and Pitbull on there. And people will be like, yo, that's a fucking Cuban and a Puerto Rican. Like, what are you doing? Like, that's, that's, that's blasphemous, right? Like, you just can't be like, yo, close enough. And then just schedule them for Mexican Independence Day. I mean, maybe the crowd out here would go because you're expecting a lot of like Hispanic fans to be here anyway for those two fights. You just try to piggyback, but that's still very disrespectful. Dog, I'm like I've been I was thinking about it today, and I was like, who the hell could this be if it's Mexican Independence Day? So you know, it could be be real, could be Cypress Hill, right? But who the hell was Cypress Hill battle? Ooh, Cypress Hill. I don't know. There's not enough songs like Cypress Hill versus. Well, that's you give me Cypress Hill versus Bone Thugs. Bone Thugs have no connection there. But if you just no, want to throw not. in a group, I'm just trying to think of. I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of Mexican like Be Real is Chicano, so it's like you could get Be Real. Okay, cool. But after that, I'm like, are we gonna get Kid Frost, Amy Bash. Like I don't. Who are you trying to get? I don't know. I don't know. So I'm trying to... F- Lighter Shade of Brown? Friends? Lighter Shade of Brown. I love Lighter Shade of Brown back in the day. The Vida <laughs> Loca soundtrack. It was That was a great soundtrack. Not a great movie. Had Tribe Called Quest on the soundtrack. Really random stuff I remember. But <laughs> I like... So if it's a regular versus, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what they're going for because it's not like this fight card as of right now with Oscar and Vitor is geared towards Black artists. So it's not like you get like the top tier rap artists. I mean, you said baby bear. I'm, I'm really trying to figure out. Are there singers? Yeah, I'm sure there, there's a few. I'm like, I'm thinking like rappers, Snow the Pro. Like, I, I can't think of anybody with like a deep catalog that I would want to see in a versus to celebrate that weekend. And you're right, because somebody be real lazy and start pulling out Puerto Rican and Cuban rappers. <laughs> yeah, like, no, like, nope, don't no, do that. No, no, don't do that. We we ain't all the same. Slow down. Like, I'm, but I'm I have real- a fear that's the way it's going. Like a bad bunny. Yeah, like, I, duh, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. 
I, I've just burner from you know Taylor Gang. I, I don't know. I, like I don't I don't know. But I guess they're gonna do this versus. It'll be in Vegas. So I guess people will be there. Takashi Mexican? No. What is he? He's. I think. I believe. I'm not even gonna look this up. I believe I there's some Asian in there. Whether it's oh, he's definitely Spanish. Yeah, but there's something I, I believe he's mixed because he it, it looks. But no, it won't be Takashi. If it was, I, that's one I would not be going to. We're in there. Um, no. Yes, born to a mother originally from Puebla, Mexico. Really, Puerto Rican father. Yes, his mother who raised him in Brooklyn is Mexican. Wow. One Mexicans in Brooklyn. That'll always blow my mind. Oh, there's maybe a handful. Yeah, like when I was a kid, like when I moved to Vegas and I was like, oh, shit, like you're Puerto Rican because everybody thought in New York, everybody thought I was Puerto Rican. When I moved to Vegas, they knew I was black. And I was like, all right, this is kind of strange. And then I met all these Mexican kids and I was like, Mexicans? I was like, ain't no damn Mexicans in New York. (laughs) There's none. There's no Del Taco in. (laughs) I grew up and I may have never ate a taco outside of Taco Bell until I moved to Vegas. Oh, yeah. You move like, to Vegas, you, your whole world is blown. Yeah, I was like Mexican. Like, wait, like, oh, this is like kind of El Salvadorian style. And they're like, what? You know El Salvadorians, but you don't know Mexico. Like, Yo, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like, New York is, yeah, very odd place. There weren't too many Mexican people. But when I moved out here and I could speak Spanish, everyone's like, oh, you're Mexican. No, I am Puerto Rican. They had no clue what a Puerto Rican was. Hey, the crazy thing about Vegas. So my wife is born and raised, and this is really veering off of the path, but my wife was born and raised in Vegas. And for years in her mind, like they're all the same. I was like, she (laughs) just the majority of people. Yeah. She was just like, like Latino, Puerto Rican, Chicano. Like, so, and I was like, no, when you go to New York, like that's the, when, when people from Vegas go to New York and they start looking around, it was like, that's not a Mexican. No, that's not a black person. No, <laughs> like he's black. Yeah, but he's not African-American. He's Cuban-American. He's super dark. He doesn't even like you. Like, it's so different. <laughs> you, know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like you. <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking that about. It's so real right there. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Like, it, was, it blew my mind in New York. And then it's like, when people ask, like, well, why does everybody say the N-word in New York? It's like, cause they all live on top of each other, right? In the same project. And if you're black as a kid, nobody asks you like, you Dominican? Like, they just like, what's up? And then yeah. from there, everybody's saying that word. Like Fat Joe, people don't understand it. And I'm not giving them a passport, but I understand what it's like living in New York and having people on top of you. It's a different world. It, it really, it's totally. like you're ethnic and then there's the others. And yeah. So you gravitate towards your community and there's sub communities obviously within that because like the heights is super dominican down so like there's a sub community in there but still when it comes down to it it's like ethnic so yeah when they say it people don't bat an eye like cardi b is saying people like all right cool whatever like it's just a thing in new york now i've never seen that anywhere else no and because of the advent of the internet and social media you know what that's not true by the way i've seen Samoans and shit in the Bay Area. Say. Oh, oh God. Yo, so that's the, only, that's the only other place I've seen it. And I was like, okay, I just took it as the same shit. I was like, all right, cool. So Samoans can say it up here because, like, I guess that's just how we rock. That's how we give Bruh. it up. Bruh. Two things. One, Samoans, like, like I said, I've interviewed like Jay Uso a few times. And if I didn't know what he looked like, oh, that's a brother <laughs> right here. Like, he's black. 
Yeah, Bay what? Area Samoa is a whole different level. Yeah, the Booyah Tribe. Oh my goodness, I remember meeting them for the first time. I was like, "Holy shit, these are some <laughs> giant motherfuckers, and they're gangsters as fuck." But yeah, like social media has made people look like really analyze in their own bubble, though, because they go, "Why are you saying the N word?" Because nobody could ask that before, because there was no internet. Yep. You didn't see people like Cardi B couldn't say it anywhere else. Fat Joe, you heard it in his music, but. There was no way to really ask them now because of the internet. People go, they think they know if you're not in live, don't live in New York. They think they know and they, they're confused. It's like, well, what, what is this? But totally different worlds like Vegas, moved to Vegas. It was black, Mexican, white, and then Asians. That's it. There was really no like you're from Puerto Rico. There was none of that shit. One of my friends, <laughs> he was Puerto Rican and Dominican. No black. We swore it was black. For years, he let us pronounce his name wrong, all of that shit. He just <laughs> dealt with it, just rode with it. Yeah, one day he was like, he just popped up. One day he was like, I'm not black. He's like, I'm black by skin color. He's like, I'm Dominican Puerto Rican, and he and I was like, what? And I was like, yo, so we've been saying your name the whole time. We were supposed to roll the R. I don't want to put him on blast. He was like, yeah. I was like, why the fuck didn't you tell us this after like ten years? Like, what's wrong with you? Yo, but, sometimes you won't know until you just pop up at someone's crib. And like oh, their mom the or their grandma just hits you with a pronunciation. You're like, what? Again, that I feel like people did that to your grip because they just pop up and be like, why is there a little old Italian woman here? Oh, man. Like, what the hell is going on here? They were so confused. People come over my house. <laughs> just have no clue. Like, look at look at your grandma. Look at the number on the on the building. Look at you. Like, yo, you look, sure you live here? Look, two two things. And then we can start moving on. My grandmother used to come to my school because I used to get in trouble all the time at Valley. I was always in the principal's office. And when my, my grandmother would pull up, like, fuck is this white lady? Because my, my grandmother would like pull up and she would walk through the cafeteria and then she would yell my name. <laughs> right. And then, you know, in high school, like she'd yell, Andre, because that's what she called me. Even though my name is Andreas. My whole family just takes the AS off my name. It's like, why the fuck did you name me that? But anyway, she run and she she walk in. She have she have this big ass purse on and a sweater, and her hair pulled back in a ponytail. She's looking like Olivia Soprano, and then she just yell Andre, and everybody's like, "Who's is 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 that a cop?" No, man, it's my grandmother. People were blown away. The teachers were blown away. All that people come over to my house. Now my grandmother's, I swear to you, one of the meanest people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> She would sit on the couch in the front room. And if you walked in the house and you said hi to my my grandmother, she wouldn't respond. She just look at you and then look back at the TV. Girls, dudes, unless unless they were the homies. And even if they were the homies, you know what my grandma used to say? I'm dead ass serious. Hey, granny, fuck you. (laughs) That's a term of endearment. That's Italians, right? That's, that was my grandmother. Hey, fuck you. Like, everybody was blown away. It's like, wow, your grandma's an asshole. But then when you get to know her, she's still an asshole. She called one of my friends a jigaboo. <laughs> it's like, like the grandma off of clerks, too. Yeah. But he, he was like, no, my grandma used to say that all the time. Yo, my, That's racist. my we were sitting, we were one day, like, all my, like, I don't smoke. When my boys got high. And we went and played basketball and we came back and we were tired. So we all just sat in the living room and like we fell asleep and, uh, you know, we got juice on. We used to watch juice every day. 
Don't ask me why. Just every day we watch Juice on VHS. And my grandmother came in and she's looking around. All these black kids just like sleep. She goes up to my friend, taps him on the head. She goes, wake up, you jigaboo. And everybody woke up like, yo. <laughs> and then we just started laughing. Because what, what are you going to do? You can't do shit about that. Like, she's old. Like, what are you supposed to do? I'm like, grandma, you can't. Like, you can't say that. Like, what's wrong with you? My grandma still says wildly offensive shit that I cannot say on this podcast. So, because <laughs> she is still living. No, like, no, no, no. My grandma, to this day, to this day, I'll just have her on speaker at the crib. I'd be like, yo, I can't put you on speaker nowhere else. Because you're just going to say something wildly offensive. Yo, old people don't give a fuck. At all. And I'm just like, yo, you were just, oh, man. My grandpa, my grandpa is also the king of like New York style, uh, like 70s, 80s racist jokes. Oof. Oh, so when he started drinking, like very specific tone deaf jokes, not like super racist, but tone deaf jokes. Like he has a million Dominican jokes, mm-hmm. a, a ton of Polish jokes, like very community specific Italian jokes. That shit, oh man, when he gets going, that shit is funny. Very very politically incorrect so i get i get uh where you're coming from we veered way off course way off course <laughs> so all that to say no one's watching this versus uh <laughs> the other thing we had to touch on musically before we get into pro wrestling was i sent it to you kind of went under a radar but we finally get to talk about it because our first show talking music since last weekend mymixtapes.com was on fire last weekend because they put out a graphic on social media and did an article about the Atlanta rap Mount Rushmore. I'm going to give you the names. Jeezy, Future, Rich Homie Kwan. Let me repeat. Rich Homie Kwan and Lil Baby. They let you motherfuckers say anything on the internet, don't they? <laughs> I, I went into the article. I guess there was some type of voting system. <laughs> oh, that, that absolved them of, I, I guess, any true punishment or ridicule, which it didn't because they were still getting roasted. Because I don't care if fans vote for this or not. Like, sooner or later, you got to use better judgment before publishing. Yeah. So they knew what they were doing. Rich homie Kwan is on the Mount Rushmore of Atlanta. The according Mount Rushmore. To mymixtapes.com. Mixtapes.com. Rich homie Kwan. Now, as we sit here, who is on your Atlanta Mount Rushmore? Outcast. No, we Andre, can't do groups. Got to do individual. Andre 3000 and Big Boy. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> like, period. <laughs> Two spots. All right. Yes, they get both of those spots. Yeah. Three and four is dicey, right? Three and four is, could be CeeLo, could be T.I. I almost went CeeLo. Could be Jeezy. Um, could be Gucci. I will say, could be Killer Mike. Um... Mine, this is crazy because I'm putting CeeLo on this because that makes this like a dungeon family, fucking Mount Rushmore. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's Andre, Big Boy, CeeLo. And man, it's 
is it my personal restaurant or is it based on like their success as well? Your personal. I mean, but with within logic, like I mean, because when you talk about success, then it's it's really it's ludicrous TI or Killer Mike or Jeezy, right? Yeah. Some people put or yeah, I guess some people put future on there as well. I can I can I can see the argument. Yeah, not on mine, but I can definitely see the argument for future. Um, and then somebody who's grossly underrated is the Prince, but he's not on anybody's Mount Rushmore. Yeah, and there's Charles people Gambino com- as well. People complain that Young Thug wasn't on there. Not and on Mount Rushmore. Not for me, but I can understand his influence on this current generation and how much, like, between him and Lil Wayne, set up the entire Young Music generation right now. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say it. my fourth is Ti. Because he's been here for a long fucking time. But I could see Ludacris beyond this as well. But CeeLo, Andre, and, and, three, and Big Boy are absolutely on the list. No question. CeeLo's not on mine. And that's somewhat blasphemous. Because, I mean, CeeLo's had like three reinventions and CeeLo is CeeLo. So I get it. But I put Big Boy and 3K and then T.I. and Luda on mine. <laughs> I can I can see and skipping over Jeezy is is tough. It is it is because he had such a huge impact. Of, you know, with yeah, but that's like putting like Fifty Cent on like my New York one. Like right when he was hot, he was nuclear. But overall, I'm not putting Jeezy over Luda. The crazy or thing T. is, look, I think anybody with a brain can say Outcast belongs on the on anybody's Mount Rushmore. If there was no Outcast. What will we even be talking about with Atlanta hip hop? Seriously. How can you, you wouldn't have Atlanta. Dude, if you watch the Source Awards, Atlanta got something to say. Was one of the biggest moments for Atlanta, period. Because you had a group from Atlanta wearing Braves jerseys, representing their city at the Source Awards. And won. And New York was like, the fuck is this? Because it was not the South that they were used to. That was like, and, th- and then on top of that, it was like, well, shit, they're fucking dope. Like, and then strangely enough, like the Mount Rushmore, like you could take the fourth rapper off and you could just put everybody from Organized Noise on there. And then you really have a Dungeon Family Mount Rushmore because <laughs> that is like the epitome of Atlanta hip hop. Doesn't get any better than that. Outcast yeah. and the Goody Mob? Young kids would say you're showing your age, though. Yeah, you can say that all you want. I I dare a motherfucker to tell me that somebody got better albums than Outkast. People would say Future now is better than CeeLo overall from Atlanta. Yeah, no. CeeLo catalog and everything. I I think young kids would art. Not even just young kids, but I think a lot of Atlanta people, even our age or whatever, would now argue that Future's catalog greater than CeeLo's catalog. Okay, I can see why they would say that. It's possible. I can see that. Even though Gnarls Barkley was, like, crushing everything, you couldn't get away from it. Like, that was a whole nother level of CeeLo and, like, all the Goody Mob shit, obviously. And then CeeLo Green is a soul machine. Like, all that shit is incredible. But it wasn't, like, chart-topping. But Outkast, you can't... There's no way you can put anybody from Atlanta ahead of Outkast. There's no way you could put almost anybody in hip hop ahead of Outkast. Yeah, as a group here, splitting them up solo, Big Boy still is like number two. Yes, it's Big Boy not, is number two. Yeah, I don't like, think it's much of a question. No, like 
his solo shit is so dope that it's hard to touch his solo catalog. I'm, man, listen, big boy, like I said, people talk about three stacks and forget it. Like, I don't know how you could forget about big boy. Go like, just listen to every single outcast song. Yes. Andre 3000 is an incredible rapper. He's number one for a lot of people, but big boy is number two. And for me, like, I love CeeLo. I think CeeLo is incre- an incredible artist. I can see number three, but I can get why people say future. I see it. Like, people love future. But no, any Atlanta Mount Rushmore without Outkast is null and void. That's like New York without Biggie. What are you doing? Yeah, like, what kind of stupid-ass list is this? No Biggie, no Jay-Z on your list. Yeah, no Biggie, but, no Jay-Z, but no Pop Nas. Smoke. Yeah, Pop Smoke shows up on your list. <laughs> what? And Jim Jones. Wait, wait a second, man. No Nas, like no Jones. Jay-Z, no Big. Yeah. You can like Jim Jones, but he's not on your Mount Rushmore. No, I no, thought it was no. funny. This is a random thing again, and we're doing this again. It's a pro wrestling show, and people are like, get to the wrestling. No. Um, if anybody saw uh, Drink drink Champs with Skills, and he, he made them say name rappers who are will never be on the greatest of all time list, it was like the funniest shit to me. Because nobody ever asked that question. And Skills asked, like, Nori and DJ FN, they were like, who, name a rapper who would never be on your your, I think it was your top five or top 10 greatest of all time list. And they were like racking their brains because they didn't want to disrespect anybody. And for me, this is easy. This is like the easiest thing ever to do. And I don't think I'm disrespecting anybody. I Nelly immediately. Nelly, never. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> no if, if Nelly's on your list, it is null and void. Yeah, but I just, it was interesting because I was watching, like they were like, I don't want to disrespect anybody. And I think somebody had said like Joe Budden or something, and oh. they took it like his wild disrespect. But I was like, he's not your greatest all time. It doesn't mean he's whack. I always think it's funny when people say because somebody's not the best, they take it personally like he's whack. It's not true at all. I don't know why people do it, but they do. Yeah, there's a difference. There's levels to this. And Rich Homie Kwan is on none of those levels. <laughs> Oh, what are we doing here? <laughs> Not near one of them. Rich homie Quan. I didn't even know he was from Atlanta. <laughs> that's that's how crazy he could have been from anywhere. Carolina, Florida. I don't, I couldn't tell you where he was from. Mm-hmm. At a Mount Rushmore before even Gambino. I just slapping people. Y'all that's just <laughs> he tried and failed. We have so far failed at talking about pro wrestling so that is what we're supposed to do on this show hopefully you guys enjoyed uh crazy conversations about andres's grandmother which is always fun about versus being a rap pretty much and about atlanta hip-hop but stay tuned through the break because we're talking aw and nxt next all pro wrestling to finish the show don't go anywhere Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes, and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to The NFL Road Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, as promised, pro wrestling time. It took a while, but we're here. We're getting to it. 
and got to knock out AEW first. Dre, I think we have a fundamental problem. I cannot get into AEW on Friday nights. I mean, no. It's, and now they're bringing a permanent Friday show. Wrestling on Fridays is, well, okay. Wrestling on Fridays is tough in general, but I think it's made more difficult because people say, well, what about SmackDown? But look, SmackDown for us in the West Coast comes on early, right? Yeah. Dynamite's on at like 10 o'clock at night for the people. And I'm like, yo, ain't nobody watching no goddamn Dynamite, especially when it moves off of the date that it was originally on because of the playoffs. Like, but for me, I just DVR it or, you know, watch it on Hulu the next day. That's it's easy for me. But yeah, I can't. Ain't nobody. And now and again, so I was talking about people are out in the streets. Ain't nobody home on Friday night to watch some goddamn pro wrestling. Not even the wrestling hardcore fans are home Friday night because regional promotions opened up and AEW's core fan base are also independent wrestling fans and people are going to shows. Yeah, anybody do. Come on, man. So I, I seen people was like, I saw on like uh, Facebook and they were like, yo, uh, the reason why it's not doing good is because of Roman Reigns. I was like, the fuck are you talking about? Like, that's that's not why. It's not a battle. Like, AEW's not doing good because of Roman Reigns? But yeah, that's what they said. It's oh, fuck the hell out of here. And I was like, I was like, wait a second. No, that's no. that's absolutely not it. It's Friday night. That's all it is. It's Friday night. And it's late on Friday night. So, and maybe that's why they had Dustin Rose main eventing Dynamite. Because they were like, ain't nobody watching this shit anyway. So, you want to get it in? Sure. Just throw in the towel. <laughs> Fuck it. Really? Like, I, I can't figure it out. Like, this week, I, I don't know what's going I guess the Young Bucks are still... Tag champions. To me, I don't remember anything they've built since the pay-per-view. Nothing oh. has stood out outside of Andrade showing up and me wholeheartedly disliking Vicky Guerrero being paired. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't good. I mean, the only other things to really talk about, uh, Miro just, I told you, he become TNT Chapman. Now he looks great, right? Like, Miro just looks amazing. And, yeah. and uh, that's great. Um, other than that, yeah, it's not really a whole lot to talk about. Because no. it's like they had their pay-per-view and it's like they were like, all right, let's take a break. That's what yep. it feels like. Um, it looks like Team Taz is breaking up. Feels like I've been teasing that for a while. Should have got off the pot. Let's do it. Yeah, it's like Cage has to do something. So why not? Um, you mentioned Miro. He looks great. Him and Evil Uno had good promos on social that I caught. Yeah. It was hilarious. Miro had like the thunder cracking. And the evil Uno did his, and he was like, I did put that thunder in in post. <laughs> that shit is great. Um, Christian Cage versus Angelico. Angelico one-on-one match. I still don't know what they're like, doing with Christian Cage. Yo. Yeah, I was about to say, they cooled off on Christian quick. Christian is, woo! And you bring in a guy like Andrade, he's a main player instantly. Oh, yeah. You still have Moxie at the top of the roster. You I mean, unless Cody never gets back to the top of roster, which I doubt Cody must bleed. So, I mean, he's got to get another run. It, it's crowded up top. When do you give Christian a run? Or is he there just to put people over on the mid card eventually? I mean, maybe I guess he could do that. But it's mean, uh, a good old, you know, not, I don't want to call him old man, but it's a good, you know, veteran wrestler move. Like, yeah, you know, just I mean, be happy to wrestle. You didn't know you'd be cleared ever again. Just, just wrestle. I'm very curious because they're having a second show. And it makes me wonder, 
if they're kind of waiting and they like, all right, so like guys like Christian and maybe we'll put Pat, like maybe we'll put some of these other, Will Hobbs might get his push finally. Like, is that what's going to happen? The one thing I don't want to happen, one thing I really don't want to happen is like more belts. And it seems like we're getting another one. They teased something that looks like the championship title. I, I'm not of the opinion, everyone else, even the talent, we're kind of feeding into like, oh, we want women's tag team titles when um, no, you don't. Nyla Rose said, and then like other people are throwing out ideas what this belt can be. And to me, I just think the TNT title is going away because they're going away from TNT. Like you just can't have a TNT title if you're not on TNT. <laughs> so I, I think that title gets a rebrand as like the television title. It's no longer red and funny looking and they just make it look like a really good belt as the TV title. <laughs> Cause you can't have the TNT belt if you're not on TNT. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. But you know, people, people are people. They're just going to say dumb. And just throw it on Miro and that should have looked like a million bucks. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Uh, tag team titles. I, look, man, Look, we have people, people want trios titles. Trios titles are fun, but well, and actually, you know what? You could do a trios title, and I'd be like, all right, cool. Yeah. Women's tag titles, on the other hand, are a problem because their division is so shallow. Yeah, and you like you remember Abaddon? What happened to her? Yo, I don't even know how to pronounce her name. They exactly. called her abandoned for like three months. Yeah, and without she, without correction. They went they she had a feud with Sheeta, bitter, lost, and <laughs> vanished. Like that's exactly what happened. Bitter lost. Oh yeah, I don't know what the zombie aspect is. She didn't even turn into a zombie. No, and it like I maybe if you have another show, you could showcase some of the women more. And I don't even know if you necessarily could call it a showcase because some of them need work, but to a tag title at this point mm, i don't think we're ready for that but I, i'm totally with what you're saying though yeah I, I think you just need to move away from the tnt belt not being on tnt but a trio side i guess they have a million factions so it could work like who wouldn't want to put the titles on i don't know pack and penta and phoenix yeah that's hard. that would be fun yeah, like that's a good faction. Um, SEU broke up inexplicably. But if for some reason in a year you can find your way back to an SEU thing, that'd be a good um, loophole because SEU cannot challenge for the tag team titles again because they yeah, lost that, that match sense. to the Bucks. But they can challenge for a trios title. Um, best friends, Orange Cassidy, in case you need to give Cassidy a belt. They have options. Yeah, them versus Death Triangle is a pretty damn good first feud if you're introducing trios belts. Yeah. If well, Death Triangle is now a heel faction. I, I never know what they are from week to week. Penta's yeah. super over. Oh, yeah, definitely. So he wrestled this week, but that's AEW in a nutshell. I'm ready for them to go back to Wednesdays. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I'm not a huge NBA playoffs guy anyway, but – yeah, like I, I just watched the highlights. Like it, it is what it is. NBA is my least favorite of the major four sports. So I, I don't watch full games. I watch the highlights. Just give me my pro wrestling back on Wednesdays. Like um, I'm good. Uh, the Friday night thing, I barely, I don't watch SmackDown live. I ain't watching that on a I'm Friday watching, night. I watch nothing live. Nothing <laughs> you're, you're a busy old man. So that's understandable. With NXT, they're coming off of a pay per view. NXT in your house. 
happened last weekend. We previewed it, but now it's time to recap it. How we always start our recaps. Dre, what was your overall grade for the pay-per-view? That's not good. No, because it wasn't good. It wasn't bad. Like, takeovers are never bad. But until we got to the main event, I was like, I'm not invested in this at all. I guess maybe a B. It's not bad. B, 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 B or B minus. B, yeah. I don't know. As we talk through it, I'll try to remember. I had a better grade when we watched it, but it, it wasn't. It was it was weird, man. Yeah, mine felt like a B minus. I enjoyed because I went back and I, I caught a little bit of it. Um, I enjoyed NXT after In Your House, like the weekly show, more than I did In Your House. Yes, yes. This week of NXT was actually really good. It was. But, but In Your House, mm, if I don't know. I, Remember when we were talking about the build to it, it felt like some of these things were just kind of thrown in there. I was like, all right, we're going to, yep. you know, we're going to do Ember Moon and Raquel Gonzalez. Why? I don't know. To get yep. Raquel Gonzalez a win. And in the matches that I thought, like the, the six man all or nothing match, while it was good, I was just like, I just can't get behind Bronson Reed. I just. No, definitely not babyface Bronson Reed. Nah, I don't just... want to stereotype anyone by any means. Like, just because he's a big dude, he don't got to be a monster. But he ain't Keith Lee to me either. Like, no. he, something just doesn't strike me as babyface in his whole moveset persona. Like, he'd be a much better heel, in my opinion. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't get it. So, him, MSK, they win some tandem moves. It was a fun little match, but never hit another gear. I wasn't invested. No, I, I was like, it felt like they were just jumping around, right? Like it was just a bunch of jumping and shit. And then like Santos Escobar got crushed looking at the title for inexplicable reasons. And then, uh, <laughs> then we had MSK's cool finish. And that's like, that's what I remember about the match. Was it bad? No, it was there. It was, I mean, it was a good opener. Was it a hot opener? Like some of the takeovers in the past? No, I think that era is gone. Nothing but- was a hot opener. There wasn't a hot opener, a hot mid Carter, hot closer because that, crowd stunk it's the yeah. opposite of what nxt crowds were at full sale that they got to figure that out they're, they're better off with no fans than that crowd yeah that that's uh yeah yeah i don't know it's hard for me to watch like impact without fans but it, when i watched this and i was like hmm I don't like how they reacted to anything. No, they were better with the with the performance center people. Yeah. Because at least they knew how to work it and they knew the the chemistry. Like, no, like these people were just impartial. So, yeah, yeah no, the crowd. Crowd really whacked this out. Um, then we have Zaya Lee versus Mercedes Martinez. Uh, Zaya wins, but then Mercedes wrecks her with a chair. Also, uh, Mei Ying could hit her with the, the Ming tongue and death grip and then throw her, her, her ass. <laughs> yeah. uh, damn, I thought Zaya Lee was ready for that push in that next level, but they kind of sold her out and Mei Ying is like the star. See, I don't know because you already got Alexa Bliss and I know that they act like these two rosters don't exist. 
which we'll talk about Raw with Piper Nevin showing up and they're just like, who the fuck is this? Like, motherfucker, she was on NXT UK for years. Like, you don't know, but <laughs> full, full title program. Right. And it's like, y'all, I, I can't stand when they do that. It's like, it's the same show. You can't like you're trying to rebrand. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, yeah, that's like the Marvel Universe just ignoring solo movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. like what? Like, no, Tony Stark. Who is this man in this iron costume who's had three solo movies before Avengers? Yeah, but like, anyway. You fucking retarded. So, Mei Ying, you can't have her be this indestructible monster. You just can't. It undermines what Xia Li is. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, the match was fine. I saw some people like, they're getting it in. And I was like, it's cool. I like Xia Li's finisher. It, was, it wasn't a bad match. It was fine. No. Are they going to oh, tag? Yeah, that's what I'm wanting. Like, like what? Xia Li and Mei Ying tag team partners then? I guess I didn't understand, like, what is Mercedes Martinez? One minute she was a heel. Then she was a baby face. Well, not really. I can't figure it out. She was in Retribution for a week. Remember that? Yeah. She came back. She was a mercenary for yeah, Aaliyah. Like, nobody knows what to do with that woman. They just brought her in and was like, you're old. Because you they talk about it. Yeah, you can wrestle. They always talk about her being old. You're old. You can wrestle. We don't know what the fuck to do with you. So you're going to be doing whatever we want any week. But we're going to put you on TV constantly. It's weird. You are Big Show. It's <laughs> like, get into the Performance Center. Look at the end of Big Show's career. The whole second half. Study this. So that's that's Mercedes Martinez right now. So that was a little weird. Short match. The theatrics at the end were more what it was about. I'm intrigued by Mei Ying, but I, I don't know. And then we have LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes, ladder match for the million dollar championship. Right guy won, didn't need this to be 20 minutes. It never hit a second gear to me. Um, but LA Knight, the character and the gimmick works. I still don't know where you go with Cameron Grimes. I mean, Cameron Grimes is clearly like he's a baby face now. I mean, he's that's what he is. He's a baby face. Uh... I still hate the name L.A. Knight. I think it's like a fucking terrible name. <laughs> it's like I hate him. L.A. Knight. Yeah. I mean, was Eli Drake any better? I mean, it just felt it felt like a name, right? It grew on people. Yeah. L.A. Knight feels like a hockey team. So yeah. it's like it's like it reminds I, me of the shoes that West Coast people used to wear that uh, lit up. <laughs> L.A. Gears. Oh, oh L.A. Gears and British Knights like they yes. came together. Yes. I had some I had some British nights. I, I feel like I, everyone on the West Coast had British nights. I never I, had British nights in my life. I listen real quick. I had British night diamond cells and the BK and I moved to Vegas and I was a kid and this dude, what it was up, cuz you a blood killer. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, you got BKs on blood killer. And I was like, first of all, I'm like 11. Second of all, what? I'm from New York. <laughs> I don't understand none of this gang shit. But anyway, yes, LA night. Mm, gets the win, wins the million dollar belt. Uh, I, so I figured that's how it should go because he needs the boost. Yeah, but you're right. The match, the ladder match, I was watching it and I was like, they're doing some shit. There's some spots. Nice bump on the ladder. I don't care. Like that. It, like I was just like, this is cool, but I'm not terribly invested in this. No, nah, it didn't hit a second gear during the match to me. Like it didn't ramp up for what even NXT ladder matches usually are. Yeah. It wasn't that. So, all right, whatever. That was another one. So, still, we are four matches in. Nothing really crushed it. Three matches in. Then we have Raquel Gonzalez versus Ember Moon. 
this did nothing for me either. And I am over Raquel Gonzalez. Dog, I remember when we were talking about this, I was like, I don't know if she's like really ready, right? It felt like at least Shayna Baszler, when she won and I had the same complaint, at least she was like, something about Shayna screamed like, okay, she could be a star. And she's still kind of green. She can improve with her MMA style. She could be something different, right? And she's developed into a better wrestler. Raquel Gonzalez, I just look at her and I'm like, yeah, I don't. She's cool for a champion for a week, but this is who we had go around to Yoshirai. I'm not really buying this. I'm not really yeah. buying her as champ. And the match with Ember Moon it was like she needed to win, but I, the match wasn't all that great. Nope. The I, women's. I, I don't see it. Like this is twice they've pushed someone who has the body type, who is younger and green, into that, and to me, it's fallen flat. It's just. Uh... Because you look at Io Shirai, you look at uh, Asuka, you look at Charlotte, you look at Sasha, you look at Bailey. They were all like really special. And I'm not saying everybody should be like super special in terms of talent. But Raquel Gonzalez feels like a stopgap. I don't want to call her the Jack Swagger, the NXT Women's Champions, because that's not really fair. Because remember, Jack Swagger was the champ for a minute. And he had a... <laughs> Clearly forgettable few with Alberto Del Rio, but it, it happened. People. Yeah, it happened. Raquel Gonzalez doesn't feel like a champion that I'm going to remember. So at some point in my mind, I'm like, when are you just, when are y'all going to put the title on Candice LeRae? Probably not now. Yeah. I mean, much like Johnny Gargano, I think Candice LeRae is a lifer in NXT. Um, preferably, hopefully. And yeah. I think her time is coming. But still, it's it's a long road. And you look at Raquel, she's been there for a while, too. So she's been developing, and they've been waiting for her to really get here. It just it doesn't hit for me. It, Rhea Ripley was the same thing. Like, you get the title, and it's just like, now what? Well, the problem with Rhea, and I said it from the beginning, as soon as they kind of moved her towards a baby face, I was like, oh, you're taking away everything that was interesting about her. Well, they made Raquel a tweener. Yeah, I don't know what Raquel is. I just, I just, I don't care. It <laughs> like, does, doesn't make care. any sense to me. Yeah, so that match, didn't care. We shall see about the next. I'll care when it's her versus Dakota Kai and we get the blow off we deserve. Yeah, the one thing about the match that I tend, like, Ember Moon's Eclipse might be one of the most protected moves in wrestling. Nobody kicks out of it. Yeah, I don't. I can't remember someone kicking out of it. No, nobody kicks out of it. Uh, Dakota Kai saved Raquel by putting her leg on the ropes, but because of that, you would feel like Ember Moon should get a rematch. Unfortunately, I am not invested in this being a feud. But the way that it happened, I would be like, "Oh, this makes perfect sense for a rematch." Yep. Raquel couldn't kick out. They should do it again, but they're not. They're probably just going to move on, or or maybe they'll do a rematch on like. They'll probably do a rematch because what happened on NXT and it'll be on like regular television and it won't be all that great. I agree. They'll do it on like headlining a Wednesday. Yeah, something like that. So then we get the main event carrying cross versus Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano versus Pete Dunn. Fatal five way. This match was a banger. Yeah. And I get it. Like carrying cross, like I thought, was treated like Brock Lesnar for much of the match. It was like, yo, take this big spot and chill for five minutes. 
and let everyone else get their stuff in. But towards the end of the match, I thought Karrion Cross came on very well, um, played the monster role against guys who are smaller. Not like Cross on the main roster isn't that big. Cross here is a monster. So they let him play that role. They let him play the legend role. He was crushing people when he was in there. I liked how everything played out. The feuds within the match, Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole still beefing, working together at one point against Cross, but then still at the end having their stuff go back and forth. Gargano is great as always. Pete Dunn matching carrying Cross every time they were in a one-on-one, breaking the fingers, all that. I, I think there's a lot of meat left on that bone for a feud between those two, which would produce an amazing match as well. So I, I liked everything about this match, how it was booked, how it played out. And Cross winning, how he won, was dope to me. And Kyle O'Reilly trying not to let go of the submission on Adam Cole and then Cross catching him slipping. Thought it was great from beginning to end. And it saved this entire pay-per-view card. Yes, because as we were talking, I'm like, this NXT takeover was a C. In Your House was a C until this match. Now it's a B-minus. So I'm settling (laughs) on B-minus. Yeah. This one match carried this whole show because it was really well put together. Gargano don't miss. O'Reilly don't miss. Ever. Cole don't miss. Dunn don't miss. Cross is the new guy in town, but the way they booked him in this match, I thought was smart. Look, I, I, I kind of feel bad for Cross because they put him in a bad spot. They hot-shotted him into the title picture. He won the title, got hurt, had one feud with Santos Escobar, which didn't make any sense to me. No. And then went right back into the title picture and won again. And now you look at the guys like Gargano and Cole, and you go, shit, it doesn't even feel earned. So he's kind of working from under. He's working backwards to try to gain people's respect. And I don't think a lot of people respected uh, Cross in this match. Like, if you look on social media, people wanted him to lose bad. Yeah, but I think by the end of it, a lot of that narrative changed. I don't know. I don't know if the narrative changed, but I do know that they have done Cross absolutely no favors with his, his winning the title, his title run. They've done him no favors. Um, I liked his promo a lot afterwards. He was like, now I can say I beat the Mount Rushmore yeah, on I NXT. Like-, like, oh, God, what a good. Like, yes, you beat arguably the four best wrestlers we've seen in this company lately, past two years in this company. Yeah, that's dope. I like playing into that. It's uh, He needs to be a heel. No more of this tweener shit with him either. Yeah, he's absolutely a heel. Lean in like a crazy timekeeper monster. I'm ripping people to shreds heel. And we'll talk about it in a second. Samoa Joe lent a lot to that credibility. Yeah, so I I enjoyed this match. I thought it was well put together. I thought cross winning was smart because I was like, we're going to find out what they think of cross. In my head, I was like, we're going to find out. And they booked them well. Everybody else looked great. This was a really good match. It saved this rather mediocre pay-per-view no i agree 100 percent. and then wednesday we get well to end the pay-per-view we get william regal saying that everything is just broken into chaos he's not sure if he's the man for the job anymore then wednesday real quick wait before you say that at what moment did regal go man this is too much for me what was it (laughs) because i'm trying to figure it out we've seen way worse on nxt a tommy get jumped to the parking lot Right, like we've seen Tommy get jumped in the parking lot. Gargano and Champa versus kill each other for weeks and weeks and months and months on end. Undisputed this, Era came in and wrecked the champion. This was the breaking one. point? 
<laughs> this, this night was the breaking point? That's kind of weird it. to me. Yeah. It was like, I can't take this shit no more. Sorry, <laughs> this is Danny Glover moment. Get too old for this. So, like, that's that's just what it is. Like, nah, man, it's a young man's game. So, he got to Wednesday, and he got a little bit of muscle. And I like it. Samoa Joe comes in. Um, your guy is back in the company. The weirdest thing to me, and I don't know sh- nothing about nothing backstage, right? Like, I don't, I don't have any insight. I don't talk to wrestlers. I don't, I don't know shit. But this is odd to me because now there's a glaring split between what WWE main roster and company does and deems as cost-saving measures or who they cut and blah, and who Triple H and NXT want and what they do. Samoa yeah. Joe getting cut from the main roster and getting signed to NXT shows a constant, like a clear divide between just how the company is being run from a back end because they could have just moved him down from commentary. Yes. He was cut and re-signed by Triple H. I don't know nothing about nothing, but if shit is going to blow up between Vince and Triple H, this is going to be one of those one of those nails in the coffin where Vince is like, I know we just cut this motherfucker. You went and signed him like you your own boss? This is my shit? Homie, NXT is still mine. I fear a power play coming down the line. If Trips is going to be like, no, you cut this person, I signed this person. No. Oh, no, this person is not moving up. He's on my brand. And I swear, Vince is going to look at him and be like, he's going to hit him with the bane, the, the hand on the neck. You feel in charge? That's what that's what Vince is going to do to Trips. Because this, this is kind of sneaky shit. So here's what I think. I think the right hand doesn't know what the left hand does, right? Vince gonna watch one week and be like, "Yo, didn't you just cut him?" <laughs> like <laughs> a year later, it's like I thought we let Joe go. So this is here's what I think. I think because and this is not backstage information. This is obvious. Nick Khan has come in with big agent CMA, like, and Nick Khan has basically come in to change the landscape of WWE. And if you've watched and paid attention, you've seen how the programming has changed. And this is not from a creative standpoint. This is like some of the outside things that they're doing. There's, there's things happening. They've had this, what I'm talking about when I was going to go back to this COVID pandemic and people getting too comfortable. They were like, Oh yeah, we can, you know, we do a million point. We do 1.5 a week, no matter what with this product. Right. And they were like, all right. Um, we don't have to do, you know, five house shows a week anymore. It's unnecessary yep. because it's expensive to do. And, you know, we weren't selling these shits out anyway. So we're going to do a few less house shows and we're going to cut some costs by cutting guys like Braun Strowman. I don't I think this was a not just a Vince McMahon thing. I think it was explained to him by looking at payroll that somebody like Nick Khan was like, I mean, yeah, came in and was looking at it was like like analytics, like Moneyball. Yeah. Like we can lose this guy because, and you know, Vince, what do you think about Braun? Well, Braun hit his peak. There's really nowhere for him to go. Fine, he's getting paid too much money to let him go. Who is this Alistair Black guy? Paul Heyman comes in. I really like him. Fuck Paul Heyman. Get him out of here. And, <laughs> so, and they go down the list and just start cutting guys, right? Meanwhile, Triple H is running NXT in a silo, essentially. Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Regal, um, I think Billy Kidman's down there. Like yeah. all those guys, they're running their own show. Sean is and, down there, right? Yeah, Sean is there. And 
obviously they're not on the road. They're not in the same. They're not in the Thunderdome. They're somewhere else. Vince, from all things that I've heard, doesn't watch NXT, which is painfully obvious when he brings somebody up and it, they're nothing like they were in NXT. Oscar, go down the list. They're not they're not who they were. None of them. They come in, they're hot for a minute, and then they disappear or they become something else. The only person that came in ultra hot was Kevin Owens and Finn Balor. But and I think Finn Balor, they were like, we could sell demon paint shit. That's that was, I think, what it was with him. Sami Zayn, too, though. The injury so hurt come him, in, but he didn't come in like white hot. Like Kevin Owens came and beat John Cena. Yeah, I mean Sami Zayn. That was the Sami Zayn lane until he got hurt again, Cena. But um, I think when Joe got cut, I don't think Triple H signed him behind Vince's back. I think Triple H went and pleaded with Vince. Was like, no, he's really gone commentary, and he's really he's really good. Even though he's been concussed to hell and he can't wrestle, I can find a role for him. Give him back. Sign him back. On top of that, Joe. Got, I'm certain Joe got a pretty significant pay cut to come back. Oh, so probably. it was cheaper. Because he was has, probably better than anything on the Indies. <laughs> like, yeah. So what are we talking here? Yeah, it was, a, it was a pay cut, but it's it's probably still significant for the role. Well, you know, rumor has it like some NXT talent barely makes over hundred thousand dollars. That's the rumor. I don't know if that's true or not. But whatever I mean, it that's, is, that's fair. Yeah, but honestly, like hundred thousand dollars a year ain't a bad career. Well, unless you're paying for your travel and you're paying for all these other, they don't things. travel as much. Not yet, not now. They will. Yeah, if you're stuck in your NXT deal and you get called up, you're asked out. Well, no, 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 because you get called up, you get a, you get a pay bump. You don't keep your NXT contract. Okay, good. Because yeah, but NXT they do their little Florida loop. Some of the guys go on the road and all this stuff, and it's like what three four city tours every three months so it wasn't like crazy crippling like the main roster was and traveling every night from this city to that city and this shit just got crazy so i understand it's still a lot of travel but i mean you know you're an independent contractor write some of that shit off on your taxes (laughs) you're not really you're not really an independent contractor. no but i mean that (laughs) quote unquote you are so you got to file your taxes and a lot of that shit just becomes work-related tax write-off. So hopefully you get the tax cut at the end of the year and you're not fucking bent over backwards to taxes because you write all that stuff off. So I mean, NXT, it's like you can kind of survive. You're making 80K at the end of the day, 75K take home for wrestling. Like that's not horrible. No, no, it's not bad. It's With good. the ability to make 600,000 if WWE goes crazy again and starts handing out wild ass contracts. Which they won't because the con's there. They're shutting all that. That I can guarantee you they're shutting that down. No. So whoever I, got it, cling, cling on to it. Well, that's why they're releasing talent because if they're not using them, they've signed all these. Remember when I said this? There's going to be a purge. Yeah. Remember I said there's going to be a purge. It's inevitable because you can't keep everybody because you can't use them and they become cancers in the locker room. Or you just look at your payroll and it's like this is dumb. Get rid of them. Yep. Just waste. And that's them what on. they're doing. So. That's what I feel like Joe was a casualty of that, but Triple H saw a lot of value in Joe that other people did not necessarily see on Raw and SmackDown. Because obviously Raw now has Jimmy Smith, and they, they tried Adnan, and that shit lasted like a cup of coffee. They just didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Jimmy Smith's fitting in all right. I still, I, I surprisingly. Can't, yeah, I don't like Raw at all. Though. I don't like the product. But yeah. he's, he's doing all right with a shitty product. Yes. So Joe coming back for a pay cut, but he's doing – what he's doing, I think is good. Um, I don't, the power, in my personal opinion, 
I think there's always going to be a power struggle because Triple H clearly runs NXT different than Vince runs Raw and SmackDown and Bruce and Kevin yeah. Dunn. Like Triple H has a completely different vision than what they have. Yep. And, and people tend to like whether it matters or not. I mean, end of the day, green matters to Vince. So whatever he's doing to make money is what he's going to do. But in the court of public opinion, everyone still leans NXT and trips and that can't be great. Everybody doesn't lean NXT and trips though. That's us. Right. Like Who NXT likes is main roster more than NXT. I'm the ratings. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what I'm saying yeah. is like, that's, those are that's a legacy award. <laughs> yeah, It's, it's an institution. Raw and yeah. SmackDown are institutions. They're not going anywhere. And this is what I was talking about. And this is my point when we can get to uh, Hell in the Cell and the other shit. COVID has created a false sense of reality where they feel like they can put trash on TV because they can control the narrative that it's good. And they're like, well, we still do a 1.5 or 1.3. Now we can go on the road. I guarantee you that what they think is about to happen, they're like, oh, we're going to bust open the gates like the UFC and we're about to sell out like gangbusters. It ain't going to happen. Because people don't believe in the product anymore. Because we're not, we're not sitting at home with nothing else to do. That's why Raw did that really shitty, what was that, like 1.1? Yeah, yeah, it was bad. It, it, was, it was really bad. So it's like, they're not paying attention to their product being shit, especially on Raw. SmackDown's great. SmackDown's, actually, I won't say it's great. It's good. It's very Roman Reigns heavy. Roman got hurt tomorrow, they'd be fucked. But the fact remains is like they're going to go on the road. Like SummerSlam will probably do fine. But everything else, I can't see them doing these, these little house shows that they're going to do. And they think they're going to sell out. Mm-mm. I don't think people are going to show up like they think it, it is. I don't think it's going to happen. They're rolling the dice on it. But again, they got some pretty big deals during this time. So if you're playing with house money and you're just in money saving mode, you might be all right. Because you get back to non-pandemic days and stuff starts to open up again and your costs are way lower than when stuff closed down before, you're going to be making some good money. Yeah, it, it just depends, man, because going on the road costs money. Look, they saved money during COVID. They did. That's why they had record profits. They didn't have to go on the road. They didn't have to have a ring crew. They have to build shit. They ran everything out of the Thunderdome. It's easy. Now you go back on the road, you got to rent buildings, you got to do all this other shit, which they clearly have the money to do. But man, you got to make up for it with ticket sales. So, yeah, you know, SummerSlam, people are going to go. A couple of these wrong, I, I guarantee you, we're going to go. They, did they forget? Like Raw and SmackDown used to have like taped off areas because nobody was there. Yeah. And the product has only gotten worse yep. on Raw, especially. SmackDown's gotten better. Yeah, definitely on Raw. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see just how much people value just getting out and seeing some wrestling versus now this product is shitty. I'm not giving it my money. Like I'm not just going to pay for anything. So they're rolling the dice that people are just thirsty for it. We, we shall see how that goes. Let's take our final break. When we come back, we're going to preview this weekend's pay-per-view WWE hell in a cell 2021. Dre loves these theme pay-per-views for no reason. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. We'll get right back to the show in a second, but first, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be able to be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. 
Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads to totals to teams, player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, divisions, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're wrapping up today's show talking about WWE Hell in a Cell. I can only find five matches announced so far. So we probably end up with six on the pay-per-view because they've been keeping these non-major like four ones pretty short. And giving people time. So we'll probably add another one before it's all said and done. But for right now, they have listed five for this pay-per-view. We have... Wait, wait, um, wait. Before we do this, yep. what did you think of Eva Marie's return? My expectations were at lower than low. Let's start there. Um, I've seen Piper wrestle a lot in NXT UK. I understand her storylines from over there. She is a baby face, a white meat baby face in the UK. I was like, why are you pairing her with the heel of heels as muscle? It makes no sense just because she's a bigger woman. Like you just look at body type and say, oh, she's muscle. Um, I will give them slightly more credit than that. They're playing this Alexa Bliss, um, Nikki Cross angle that they used two years ago because they never do anything new. Of, of the Seth's best friend. So she doesn't have to be a monster heel. She's just a very clingy best friend that is doing anything to earn the attention and the admiration of Eva Marie, which still strikes me a little weird. Like um, the non-traditional bigger girl has to bend over backwards to gain approval to the cool kids table and the good looking skinny Eva Marie. Like that's some weird high school teen movie shit, but that's the way they're playing it. At least it has some depth. Um, I don't know. Why the hell did Naomi have to lose and take the pit? Like, I hate there's, that. There's better shit to do with Naomi. There's worse people on that roster that you could have marched out there to do that. They clearly know people really like Naomi and giving extra heat to Eva Marie. So I, Eva Marie does nothing for me. I'm sure they hired her for a bunch of money try to get her back on Total Divas when that starts rolling again and cash out on whatever they think they have. I think this is a failed experiment. And once they get in front of live crowds consistently, they're going to see how big of a dud it is. Okay. That's, that's all I want to know. I would, cause that's You echo my sentiments exactly. Because I'm looking at it and I was like, y'all already making you know Piper look like the clingy best friend? It's the first time we've seen her. <laughs> it's better than just, oh, big girl, mean. I, th- I thought it was slightly, right. slightly that between that and Otis shaving his beard. I was like, what the fuck is going on in these shows? That's a little creepy. They like, OK, here's my opinion of them shaving Otis's beard. They look at Otis. And remember, I've been calling him Eugene. They're done with Otis. They're over it. Now you're going to shave his beard, and make him look like a goof. So when you do release him, because he's next, when you do release him, he's not going to have as much value. Like you have to drop his stock as low as possible. so Nobody else is interested because I can't understand why else you would do this. Oh, that means Gable's gone too. And that'd be, 
eh, Gable might not be gone, but I feel like also wasting Gable. He's yeah, Gable's way too good. But I feel like they look at Gable as a good hand. I feel like Otis, because they put the money in the bank on him, they reach their ceiling with him and they can't get past this. So they're trying to reinvent him and it's not working. He'll be gone soon. I felt really bad seeing him without that beer. Cause I, I'm sure they were like, Pritchard was like, shave your beer. And Otis was like, no. It's <laughs> like, what? We're heels. Yeah. Like, why why, why, why do I do this? Shave my beard as a heel. And then why am I a heel? I was the lovable baby face who had a storyline that people cared about when Mandy Rose at WrestleMania two years ago. Now I'm a heel? This makes no sense. And you know what? Theoretically, he is the perfect replacement for Jason Jordan in American Alpha. Like, if Jason Jordan can never wrestle again, like, he has legit wrestling credentials. Yeah. He is a gr- incredible wrestler. If you drop the goofy shit and have him be the muscle to Chad Gable and have them just outwork people and let them be American Alpha 2.0, which is kind of what they are, or Alpha Academy now, then just go with the American Alpha blueprint that you had in NXT. Oh, but no one watches NXT. So they don't know how that got over. It would make so much sense. He'd be great if you just let him flourish in that role and give Gable back the role that really made him really, really good. Yeah, I almost forgot about American Alpha. I don't think Otis is that good of a wrestler. He was a power lifter. I've seen him in matches. He gets blown up. He doesn't have a great move set. He's not a bad wrestler. He's just kind of okay. Um, anyway, let's get to the Hell in the Cell. So let's start with uh, Alexa Bliss, Shayna Baszler. Lily may or may not be there. Holy fuck. This I'm is... going with Lily is going to be there. Is, um, um... Alexa Bliss uses twist, use Twisted Bliss again. Like they're moving her away from The Fiend completely. Yes, because we don't know when The Fiend's coming back. No. So they don't now even bring him up just, anymore. No. Now it's just Bliss, Lily, and Bliss is dark. Um, no more using Sister Abigail, Twisted Bliss, and running through Nia Jax is crazy. It's also stupid. Yeah. Um, because Big show now, What am I over here thinking that, uh, that Shayna Baszler is going to do? If you just know. squash Nia Jax? Like, what? I, did, I thought they even like each other anymore. But nonetheless... <laughs> It was a weird promo, too. It's like, we used to be friends. I was like, the last time I remember you were bullying Nia Jax, but I guess I got my signs confused. I don't remember that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Alexa Bliss has to win. Twisted Bliss is like a babyface move, and for like a Hell's Angel or whatever the fuck Alexa Bliss is, it's not the right finisher. Oh, Sister Abigail was a great finisher, but right. nonetheless, moving her away from the feet. Right. Then, then we have Bianca Belair versus Bailey. This was fun until it got obnoxious with all the laughing. <laughs> yeah, I'm still right with it. I mean, Bianca Belair is going to win. Yeah, um, Bailey, Super Troll Bailey. I'm all right. Like Bailey's supposed to be obnoxious. I know, but ding dong, hello. I guess hello, I guess like super obnoxious. I guess what I I like Bailey in this role, but I guess on SmackDown when, when Bianca came out and laughed back at her, I was like, okay, that's kind of stupid. Um, but either way, Belair is going to win. This should be a pretty good match. Bailey is one she was fantastic in the bubble. So as long as she stays on TV, good for her. Yeah. I I don't know. We'll see when they do the next shakeup where everyone lands. But I, I would like Bailey and Bianca if they can to extend this one more time. Get through SummerSlam and then shake it up after that. Cause I don't want Bianca to have a mediocre SummerSlam opponent and or match. Yeah. So just that makes sense. take it out two more, two more months. Right. Like 
extend it if you can. And then we have uh, Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. I'm, I'm going to throw a curveball at you. I want Charlotte to win this shit. I'm, I'm over Yo, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> like, we, we know what this is. Just let the queen be the queen. She's a super asshole heel now. Let her. We know what Charlotte gives us at least. At the very least. And she got legit heat right now. Give it to her. Like, we know that's going to be the end game anyway. Give it to her. Stop playing. Because it does nothing for Rhea. Like, I'm, Rhea's won... What benefits Rhea is losing now and being in money in the bank. And maybe you can make me care about her if you want her to win money in the bank or chase again for a year or just use that as a tool to refresh her or send her to the opposite brand and build something up there, something. Let her lose now. And then at least have her in the money in the bank match with some cool spots and make me think she's cool again because she ain't cool to champion. I don't want either of these women to win. Well, that's not an option. I know. <laughs> well, but, there's false finishes all the time in WWE, but like, it is an option. But I, no. But I, I didn't like the feud. I, I thought the pull apart this week was actually pretty good. I was like, it's about time they had like some real physical interaction. I thought yeah. the pull apart was good. Charlotte bleeding inadvertently, obviously, was smart. Um, I mean, not even smart. It's not like they planned it, but it looked good. But you're right. I'm tired of Rhea Ripley already. And Same I just don't have to with her in NXT, too. So yeah, I, I, my problem is I don't want Charlotte with the belt again. Isn't it time for Becky Lynch to come back? It is. I at least know what I'm getting. Just, I, Sasha needs to come back too. Sasha been gone three months. No, Sasha's chilling. She went on vacay. She's just like, I'm out of here. I did what I wanted to do. She's yep. just like, I gave y'all a five-star classic. Leave me the hell alone. She doesn't want to come back to uh, bad writing. Yeah, I mean... I'd be shocked if she get moved, got moved to Raw. Shocked to lose to Alexa Bliss. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm picking Charlotte Flair in that one. Then we have Lashley versus McIntyre. Um, last chance, Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, I mean, fuck, man. You guys have been doing this for like a year now, it feels like. Yep. Solid five months. And then you include the match that they had last year after WrestleMania. It's yeah. been a long time. Yeah, yeah, they feud a lot. Listen, I'm not mad at two big man bumping me. And they've given us some good matches. But yeah, yeah, this is this is when it runs its course. I'm I'm over it. Uh god damn, Bobby Lashley has to win. Because here's why. Because he has the whole train? No. <laughs> because they're clearly pretty clearly angling towards Kofi versus Bobby at SummerSlam. Okay. Because, I, I agree. Because they've been, you know, the whole MVP trying to get, you know, teasing like the breakup and all this shit and Kofi getting the pin on Bobby. If it wait, is there another money in the banks next month? Mm, maybe it's not SummerSlam then. Or maybe they don't have a title match at SummerSlam. I don't know. No, I mean but, they wouldn't have one at Money in the Bank and then they just roll it over to SummerSlam. Yeah, but if Lashley has to win, I can't. There's no Drew McIntyre's got to go to SmackDown. That's where we're at because cool. he needs the feud with Roman Reigns. I agree. So, so yeah, he can't win. No. I don't know why he loses. Just not too much shenanigans. Just give me a good match between these two. And then Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio. I still don't know why this is happening. Yo, why is this even in a cell? I don't know, but give me death. Like, he needs to just beat the hell out of Rey Mysterio. I want 
uh, Ray's son to cry. Like Dominic to be ringside crying, real ass tears. And I need like Jay Uso to make him watch. Like I, I need something like real sinister. Ray should get maybe two minutes of offense out of 20. Yeah, this should be, this should be abuse. Um, I openly cackled when Roman threw uh, Ray out of the fucking ring. I thought that was hilarious. Dominic? I mean, Dominic, I mean. That, yeah, I yeah was, you're like powerbombed out there. Yo, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> that, that one, again, when SmackDown does things right, I was like, all right, I can get with this. Very, I thought that was fun. This match, however, I'm like, really? Am I really supposed to think that Ray Mysterio can beat Roman Reigns? And why are we putting this in the cell? Because it's a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Nobody, this does not need to be in the no. cell. You don't need two Hell in the Cell matches. You already gave us one. The Justified. O- the only real storyline in this match is what is Jimmy going to do? That's it. Yep. Other than that, the, the winner is Roman Reigns. And does Jimmy come out with all that abuse and say, stop, Roman? And they, you know, I don't know what they do after this. Because somebody on our in our mentions said Jimmy versus Jay in Hell in a Cell. That was really smart. I actually like that idea. Yep. This I don't like as much. No. And it's feeling like the Usos got to get together some way by SummerSlam to challenge for the titles. Yeah. So I don't know how this is necessarily going to lead to that. Um, I guess maybe Jimmy Jimmy comes out to act like he's saving Rain and beats the fuck out of him. And then, that you know, that's get Jimmy and Jay back together and challenge for the tag titles. That's, that that's, that's also possible. Like they'll tease like when Jimmy, you know, laid his body over Jay's. I think that was Helen. So last year. Yeah. And tease that spot again. And instead, this time he beats the shit out of him, out of Ray. Cool. That could happen. Like I, I, it's a call back. I get it. But that would then mean Ray Mysterio has to get some offense in. Like, I, 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 I don't need that. So we will see. I, and then it'd give them a reason to feud for the tag titles right away. Cause Ray Mysterio would be pissed. Yeah. So that, that would give that a reason. And then we'll see if rumors of John Cena coming back for, for Roman are true. Oh boy. Yeah. It'd be interesting. So one, one last thing before we get out of here. Um, Apollo won the intercontinental title and why is he not defending it on this show? I guess maybe they'll book it this week. This maybe. Is- but that seems like a money in the bank feud. Because not every title is defended on every um, intermediate pay-per-view anymore. Was, so both of these, usually one main title at a time are defended on these you know, monthly pay-per-views. So both of them being on this means that neither champion is probably on money in the bank. So that means we get a U.S. title defense. We might get this, what, the Orton... Uh, RK bro going for the tag team titles on that. So that's tag team titles. Um, We get us title and IC title plus the two money in the bank matches. And there goes your card. Yeah. They probably won't do that though. I think that's the way we go. Cause money in the bank closes and opens that show now. So women's opens men's closes or vice versa. So when you have that, you're just filling the mid card anyway. So you can fill that with mid card titles. It just feels weird. Cause you look at Apollo as a champ and I can't figure out what they're doing. Like him and Seamus are both champions and it feels like, so <laughs> like, yeah, Seamus going to come up off of that. Yeah. And then Apollo it's like, I, I like it, but you know, with him and um, 
Colonel Aziz or whatever his name is. Is that his name? Colonel? Yeah. Is he a yeah, Colonel? Yeah. Like, yeah, Colonel Aziz. Well, what are we what are we doing? I, I don't like Apollo with him. Oh, I like it. I don't. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't like what the I don't know what we're Beat doing. The shit out of Kevin Owens. Yeah, but what are we doing? I don't know. Sammy keeps fucking up Kevin Owens too. Yeah, it's it's you know he jumps in and they. That's I guess they that's to... money in the bank for me. That's right. you move them both away from Apollo, and they are in that money in the bank match, and we we get it in. I mean, I hope you're right because that's that. You know, obviously everybody knows Biggie's my boy, so shit. I want him to win money in the bank. It's it's weird. They put him in this angle with Alistair Black, and then they were just like, oh, well, we don't have him anymore. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, chill at home for a couple weeks. E. We yeah. got to figure this out. We gotta, yeah, we have nothing for you to do anymore. Yeah, yeah. But money in bank coming up, so don't worry about that. And then, and then oh, last thing, because it's not even on here. Uh, the Viking Raiders, they, what? I thought they were supposed to get a tag team title shot. Why is that not happening here? It's true. And that's a Monday thing. Why was that not added? Maybe that's maybe that'll be like a pre-show edition or something. Oof! You don't need a pre-show with five matches. I don't know. They're going to have one. I don't. I don't know. People to pay. Um, they'll have a pre-show with Sam and somebody else. <laughs> so maybe that'll be like a pre-show match. That's a good question. You said Sam. Sam Roberts again? Yeah, like that's that's who they always march out there, right? Yeah, yeah. They're like, hey, Sam. NXT no. had arguably the worst pre-show cast I've seen. Uh, with the rush and um, it, it it didn't. I don't want to say it's the worst. It just didn't look great. It, looked, it didn't it, look great, but they're not like. Let's keep it a buck. Listen, they're all professionals. They all do their work. They they all do their thing. Cool. But if we're keeping it a buck, like, wasn't shit cool about that? <laughs> like, if that was on the main roster, maybe I'd get it because they do a lot of corny shit anyway. Maybe. But that ain't the cool kids' table. That ain't NXT. Like, I mean, the pre-show for Raw is like, you know, it's Rosenberg in there. That's Rosenberg, that's yeah. And even Rosenberg got some flavor. Like, <laughs> that NXT one was rough, man. <laughs> like, yo, wait, we're supposed to, like, this is cool? This ain't cool. Like, it. they need to figure that out. That's funny. Yeah, get rid of Josiah and bring in the uncool kids table yeah man getting rid of our boys Josiah again they fight him twice man stop twice like come on and like, meanwhile meanwhile Cameron Grimes is still coming out to his music <laughs> cut what? the checks yeah man Quit yeah I, ridiculous so all right that's our show for today because we talk about this forever thank you guys for listening it's a long one so we'll make this exit quick make sure you guys follow us on social media at corner podcast underscore on twitter at corner club for life on instagram check out our other show wrestling with stereotypes on all platforms where you guys or excuse me on adfreeshows.com a lot of good guests there as well shout out to blue wire the network shout out to all of the sponsors we appreciate you we'll be back recapping this stuff next week until then we're out peace whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. 
at hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.